2018 Pints and Polishing Podcast. Yo. DJ Patterson. What is going on? Hey, so this is the intro to the podcast. We have about, what, an hour and 20 minutes each worth of guest, content? So each guest was about 30 minutes, give or take. Yeah, give or take. Mark started out like about 20. We kind of kept rolling. Oh, Maybe. you know what it was? It was the beer. It was the beers. The more the beer beers. we had, the longer the podcast. The more beers we had, the longer the podcast. So you have to stick around to the end because, man, you got good. Rigo was on. We had uh, Justin. We had Mark. Hey, so the concept of what we're trying to do is let anybody that didn't go to SEMA, or if even if you did, is just get a grasp of a, three different detailers from a couple different parts of the industry of why they go to SEMA, what they love about SEMA. We share some stories. DJ's the one that took me to SEMA. So we talk about some awe moments, some different things that we love about SEMA. And we have some pretty good beers. We had a good selection. Uh, we had a decent selection here tonight. Some we liked. I mean, 50-50. So we've got, what's this brewery called, Marty? Uh, Bristol. So Bristol Brewery, uh, they're in uh, Colorado Springs. And so, what, about three weeks ago or so, uh, I was out training one of our distributors, and they have at Bristol Brewing, if you ever are over in Colorado, anywhere close to Colorado Springs, you've got to go down. This place has bought an old, like, elementary school, and you walk up, and it's literally a school. You walk inside, and it's called Ivy Wild, and they still have the old hardwood floors. They still have, if you remember, like, elementary school bathrooms. Mm-hmm. With the big long, to- like you go to the urinal and it's not like that new, like urinal, it's that big tall oh, wall urinal. Yeah. They still have those. Like everything is still like from back in the 80s and 90s, like elementary school, maybe even further than that. Who's paying that high? I, I guess they need like for little kids that like, like maybe they're shooting up. I, I don't okay, know. Like, okay, okay, okay. I don't know why they're paying hey, that high. Well, I, I, I just didn't, I didn't know if you knew why they were paying that. I'm high. not an architect. You knew a lot about the bathrooms. Well, because I was in there a lot, <laughs> drinking beer. I got to go to the bathroom. While you were a kid? Um, no, I was at this bathroom drinking beer. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and I was raised in the '80s. I remember those style of like, yeah. You don't remember those? Like yeah, I was like eighty nine. Yeah, so you don't. 90s. They were probably they taking were, them out as I yeah, was. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, anyway, they have this. They took over this whole school, and it's called Ivy Wild. At one section is a brewery, which is the Bristol Brewery. And so we're sitting out. You got to picture this. This is like seventy degrees. It's fall. Ian with Redbeard's detail. We're up there. It's a patio. The sun's out. You guys are on a date. Yeah. Nice. And and we're having some good beers. And I was like, you know what? I need to grab. And I go into, they have beers that you can take away. I grabbed a whole thing of beers so that we could come and have a podcast at some point in time <laughs> with these beers. You saved them all? Yeah. Wow. For you. How do you? Like, I, I mean, I'm. You should be. You should be honored. I am very honored. You should be honored. So we've got a Scottish style L. Uh, which we rated. The first one was Beehive. Okay, the first one was a honey wheat Beehive. Mm-hmm. And then we switched over to Marty's favorite, which is riding a red rocket. Oof. Uh, which was a pale ale. Who doesn't like to ride a red rocket? Uh, mm. 
And then I had the Oktoberfest, and you had the Laughing Lab, which I think is one of their main. Like, I think my, that's it was their, my favorite, and I, I think that's like their go-to. I think that's their top. We didn't rate the beer. Oh, we didn't, did we? Third on the third one, we did not rate the beer, but I would rate this definitely a four. Anyway, we came off of SEMA 2018, where if you guys have listened, you know we had a, our first pint night at SEMA. Guys, we could not be more grateful Absolutely. for everyone that showed up. We literally did not know. No clue at all. We figured maybe 20 to 30. A lot of conversation. We would be really happy. Yeah, back behind the scenes. If 40 people showed up, we were going to be really happy. Okay, hold on. If 60, uh, can that happen? Like in the room? We did not know. And then there was about, we think somewhere around 80 to 85. It was minimum 80. Yeah. Minimum 80. A lot of people showed up and they raved about it all week. Like it's set. And we're now going to be doing that every year was a lot of fun. The next one's going to be at Mobile Tech. So if you guys are going or thinking about going to Mobile Tech January 10th, 11th, and 12th in Orlando, we'll be there. We're already in discussions with Mobile Tech about doing a pint night there because they came to our pint night at SEMA and they said, we want to do this at Mobile Tech. We hey, said, yes, let's consider get it done. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, we will start doing a lot of pre-roll on mobile tech. For by sure. <laughs> For sure. But, guys, it was a lot of fun. So, hopefully, so y'all can come. Fun. Anyway, this is a good podcast so you guys can learn about SEMA, what, get some different aspects from some different guys, why they go, some of the fun things that they've done. And, hopefully, next year, if you haven't been to SEMA, 2019 will be your year to go to You've SEMA. you got to go. And meet Mr. Patterson. Oh my That's who you really you come and you go. Where is call the, me and try to give me all your excuses DJ? why you can't go, and I'll <laughs> shut them all down. Let's go. DJ will be there anyway. Hey, thank you guys as always for listening. We'd love for you to give us a review. That helps. As you'll hear, different people say thank you for what we're doing. Different people that we met were yeah. thankful, which is very humbling. Very. The way to say thank you, if you can't see, is leave us a review. That's it. Like share the content. Detailers from around the country are learning. They're growing. We're trying to help the industry, and so hey, hey you know if what? you guys have some like some, um, no, no, just I mean, we don't need. All we need is hey man, I tr- some, some. I'm always trying to do too much. Yeah, it. some comments. You're right. and to share. Like that's all. That's right? all we need. That that would be that would be great for us. That would be awesome, and it'd be great for the rest of the detailers around. So anyway, hey, thank you guys as always for listening. This is Marty Total Odd Solutions. That's this is DJ. DJ Patterson. And hey, we hope you enjoy this and we hope that you make it a great day. I hope you say that. Uh huh. Always. You can't forget it. I hope not. Let's go. Well, Mark, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time with us. We've got DJ Patterson here. What up, Mark? What's going on? Oh, man. Cheers, Living DJ. the dream. Cheers. Mark, so we're drinking uh, this uh, honey wheat. From the Bristol Brewing Company. What are you sipping on? I like it. I like it. So I decided to go with, uh, I'm not sure if you guys can get it out with your own, but I went with a uh, Leiden Kugels. Oh, Leiden Kugel. Which one? Uh, the Berry Shandy. Oh, so good. That is good. I, used to, I was good. addicted to the, uh, the Summer Shandy. I had a slight addiction to those for quite some time. Okay. Yep. Yeah, the berry's delicious, though, man. It's a perfect beer to sit out at the lake. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm on there at the shop, so I, you know, I go with something nice and smooth.
Well, you're in Florida. You can have shanties right now. It's like it's cold here, so we wouldn't typically even touch a shanty here. No, we? we were in hoodies all day. It's, it's cold. And we shanties year round Must be nice. <laughs> hey, so so Mark, give us a little bit of input for people that that ha- that don't know you. DJ and I know you. We've hung out a little bit. Tell us who you are. Who's Mark? Tell us about your company. Yeah. So. Uh, Mark Elliott, um, down in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and my company is Firehouse Auto Spa, for those that don't know. Um, we do everything from paint correction, ceramic coatings, uh, expo paint protection film, uh, window tinting. So we're like the one-stop shop for your vehicle's protection. Um, we've got um, about a 2,000 square foot shop. About three mobile units. Oh wow! Um, and you're trying to just kick butt. So for those that don't know, those that don't know why you named your business, why you did what? Can you tell everybody why you named your business Firehouse? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm a full time uh, firefighter paramedic for the uh, city of Jacksonville. Um, so hence the name Firehouse Auto Spa. Um, and you know, I've always wanted to be a fireman uh, since I was five years old. So. Um, you know, I kind of stuck with that, but, you know, we get a real good schedule. Uh, we work a uh, 24-hour shift, and then we're off for 48 hours. So I spend those 48 hours at the shop, but when I'm on duty, um, you know, I still have my manager and stuff on and everything. So um, that's how we kind of came up with the name. That's awesome. But so you got a shop, plus you said three mobile units? Yeah, I'd say, well, we, we've got two full-time units, and then we've got that third where we kind of run a part-time and, you know, so if one unit goes down or one unit's in the shop, we'll kind of pull that pull that unit in. Or if we kind of get overflow with uh, mobile calls, we'll kind of throw that unit in the mix. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we stay pretty pretty steady. That's awesome. Uh, what? How many cars? How many cars in a week do you think you guys do? I mean, I mean, I know it average different, you know, but it, per car yeah. per week, how many do you think? So 50 cars in a week between a shop and, and three mobile units? Give or take. I'd probably say, I'd probably say 25. I, I, That's I mean, awesome, it's, man. It's, it's super That's variable, awesome. though, in the business. Of, right, some, it is. Some, We're trying to get it last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Some days you have full yeah. details or coatings and PPFs all week, and then you know, maybe have like five cars, and some you might have like 25 to 50 because your volume that week. It just varies, right? right. Okay. Yeah. I That's what's up. Yeah. That's cool, man. So, 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 Mark, what got you into detailing? So, um, you know, as a child, you know, I would always be the guy, you know, um, kind of take care of my, um, my uncles and aunts' cars. And, um, you know, they would call me and say, hey, can you do my car? And, then, you know, the other one would get jealous and say, he did his car good. Can you do mine? And then they started telling their friends, and then I said, "Well, I could make some money doing this." So, you know, when I was in college and going to school to get my uh, course of firefighting, I, mean, I just kind of was cleaning cars on the side just to make a little bit of extra money. Um, I always knew as a firefighter, you, 
that's not a job you do for money. That's just a job you do to help people and for a passion. So, uh, you know, I always knew I had to figure out something, something to do. Um, so, you know, um, I just fell into detailing and uh, enjoyed it. Um, but it wasn't until, you know, I, I kind of started really paying attention to it and, and getting real heavy in the training that I really started to kind of understand it. I would just say I was washing cars when I first started. That's awesome, man. That's what's up. So I think I ran into you at uh, at Mobile Tech uh, for the first time, but you've been to SEMA quite a few times, right? Yeah, I've been. This was my this was my second trip to SEMA, actually. Okay, so you went last year as well. Yep. Yep. Cool. And how, I mean, how was it? Um, it was good. I think this year. I mean, it seems like every year. I mean, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like every year, you know, they're raising the bar. Um, you know, it's just it's just getting better and better. And what I mean by better what's getting better? better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Go ahead and explain. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like I'm seeing more and more details. I mean, I, don't, I know I only I just went last year, but I was doing this year. But the number of details that I've seen last year compared to this year is just probably double, maybe even triple. You know, um, and then even you know different products and different um, vendors. I just see. It just seems like the detailing industry is really booming right now. Um, and it just seems like, um, you know, we're really making a name for the, for, for, for the detailing industry as a whole. So, yeah, and I, and I think, and I'm, <clears throat> I'm very biased, but I think the IDA has a lot to do with that, too, is kind of raising awareness of the, the industry and making it a, a more of a professional craft versus just a bunch of detailers. So I think I, the IDA does a good job of trying to, to do that, don't you think? Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, you have people that you know. I mean, I was actually you know I had a couple every day. I had some slots where I was working with Buff and Shine Booth, and we had people engaging us. And you know, they might have been there for a total different reason, but you know, it was just you know they were intrigued by you know the pads or um, just detailing in general, and you know, um, you know they were just engaging more. So. Um, you know, before, you know, people just thought, oh, this guy was just washing cars, you know, it's not too good for now. People actually see that there's They're seeing more of the craft, the the artistic, you know, it's it's becoming more than, like you said, just washing cars. I think video has a lot to do with that, too, on yeah, social Yeah, social. People, yeah, people's videos. I mean, yeah. You can put your own feel to it. You know, you got some guys that you could tell who you. Who you know, you might be exactly right. That might be the biggest reason why detailing's grown so much. It has to be, media. yeah. People put on some badass videos on Instagram, like some some high production type stuff. So, Mark, I mean, you you had some people coming up to you said you were working at the Buff and Shine booth as a reflection artist. Hashtag, I apologize. Hashtag reflection artist. Isn't Justin coming on next? Yeah, Justin will be on if next. If you say that without using hashtag, oh yeah, yeah, you got yeah, <coughs> you're you gotta done. Say the hashtag. Yeah, you're done. Uh, but so, what was your what what are some of you like your first ah uh, like oh my moments your ah uh, moments like wow I'm at SEMA moments what what was that for you? Um, I think my first moment was just really meeting different people that you know you engage with just over social media and actually being able to see them face to face and actually have a conversation with them and actually see how you actually impact their lives. I mean, you never know what type of impact you have on someone until they actually come talk to you and express it to you. And I, I, I had several people come up to me that, you know, of course I know them on social media, but, you know, they pull me aside to me. You don't, you don't know how much your post encouraged me or, 
Oh wow! Know, what you're doing, and it's like it just you know keeps me motivated to keep detailing. And I, you know, I never knew that, you know. But so I think that's the biggest thing, you know. I, that's I awesome, man. It, you know, yeah. You, see, you know, you see tons of products out there. We can have a new polish or a new pad or you know a new polish, but just to know that you have a positive impact on somebody, just to be able to keep them motivated and be able to take care of their family. Um, I think that's the best thing. So I think that was my best, like, uh, you know, wow moment. I would say mine, I remember when DJ, you know, he tried to talk me into it for years and it just, I I just, I I just, I don't know. I kind of wrote it off. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah. But then he was like, dude, you need to go. I was like, okay, fine. That was that four years ago, uh, I think four or five. Yeah, I think four. It was definitely four. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So four years ago, and I'm pretty sure we stayed at the MGM Grand. Yeah, we did. And he's like, "This is the way I do it." And we hop on this tram, and we we you know I'm just sitting on the tram, like, "Okay, man, cool." You know, da, 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 da. we get off the tram, like, "Okay, what?" And then we turn the corner. And I think you even said that that picture was your Facebook memory mm-hmm. yesterday. It was, yeah, yeah. We get off the pitch, we get off that tram, and I look around, and that's where that that tram that I'm talking about is the one that's kind of right in the middle, and it's up above everything. And so, so we get off of it, and we start walking to the stairs, and I go, "Whoa, wait a second. Yeah, and yeah. you're just overlooking everything, and I was like. Oh mm-hmm. my word! Like, I have, I have a lot what of did we of just get into? Yeah. Like, oh, so, so you didn't even expect it to be that big at all? I had no idea what it was. Expected all? Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, this was pre. I mean, four years ago, this we didn't do social like we did now. Not like we do now. Yeah, and like you just, I had no idea. So, so that was, that was for me. Yeah, I, I think so. Hey, so what's your favorite thing to do, Mark, when you – the two times that you've gone, what's your favorite thing, like, must do when you go to SEMA? Well, it, so last year, you know, and I wanted to do it this year, but I guess it was just so many different events that I was going to that I didn't, didn't get to do it. But my favorite thing is to go down to uh, Old Vegas or Fremont Street and uh, just have a good time. Uh, yeah, right? I missed out on doing it this year. Just – I mean, it was just so many different events. It seemed like it had so many events back to back to back to back. And it was, you know, you're like, which one do I go to? Do I go to this one? Do I? So um, I didn't get to enjoy the Fremont experience, but I'm going to make sure I go to, uh, next year. I think that'll be the first thing I do so I can just knock it out. But uh, uh, everybody can go get that experience. Well, hey, man, I know you had a lot of options of events to do, and I appreciate you coming by ours on uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, no problem. But you're right. I mean, Fremont Street, like, especially Fremont on Halloween. Halloween, like, man. Like, whoa. That's when I went last year, and I was like, wow. I don't think we went out that night, did we? When the Halloween night? We last like, Halloween, we did. Oh, for sure. But this one, we this were This like, one, ah. we were so exhausted. Yeah, it was so <laughs> We much. were, because we had the Tuesday night event. That's and then right. We were just, yeah. And then we made the mistake of going out after the Tuesday night event. Oh, man. Yeah, it was a bad mistake. Bad mistake. <laughs> bad mistake. All right, so favorite thing – oh, no. When you go – when you went to 2018 SEMO, like, let's recapture that. Uh, what was your favorite thing about this year's SEMA? Um, 
Yeah, that'll be it. Yeah, that'll be it. We kind of set you up for hey, that, didn't we, we? We kicked off the week, right? We, we... <laughs> so minus the pints of polishing pint night, what was your favorite thing about 2018 CMA? Um, another good party was the grandparents party. I heard, I heard man. Yeah, the pictures oh, were amazing, man. right? Everyone yeah. was talking about hashtag mm. GAP. So I was like, oh, man. that's. Uh, so that was a good thing. But, you know, my, 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 my favorite thing was just uh, – you know, again, be able to network with everybody. Yeah, that's it. You know, put a face and be able to, you know, shake everybody's hand. And, uh, um, you know, good to be able to engage, you know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I guess I just enjoy doing that. That's, that's just me. So. You're a, you're an outgoing, you're a, there's some people that they get their energy by sitting and being by themselves. Are you the guy that you just continue to grow? Like, I'm that way. You're an outgoing person. You get energy of being around other people. I do. I get, I'm motivated by seeing other people happy. Like, yeah. You know, let's say a circle of people and somebody else comes in and they're not so happy. I'm going to try to motivate them. But if they don't get motivated, they know how to get out of the circle. Man, that's the I'm truth. I'm motivated by motivation. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I want everybody in our circle to just be happy and excited. And, you know, if there's something I can do to help you get out of the slump you're in, let me know. But, I don't know. I just like to see everybody happy and, and stuff like that. So there's a lot of guys that are probably listening right now that, that don't know what SEMA is, haven't been to SEMA. They, they follow it online, but they never actually had the chance to go. Why, why would you, why should other detailers go to the SEMA show each year? I think the main thing is uh, to, uh, one, I know I keep stressing this, but be able to network. Um, two, um, look at all the new products that are, uh, you know, about to, to come out, rather it comes out this year or you know, drops the first of the year. Um, that's a big thing. Um, but also, you're, you're, being, you're able to meet directly with the uh, manufacturers of all the products you use. So if you're having any issues or if you say, oh, well, this guy says he's in this way or this guy says he's in that way, you know, we got a lot of that in the detailing industry. And what's cool is about the manufacturers, they're all really down to earth. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I go all. Okay, well, but, 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 but they're not what you think, though. I mean, it's... They're, they're approachable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you both for correcting me. But yes, they are very approachable. Right. Um, so I, I, I think that's a, a key to go. And um, you know, you never know who you can meet. You never know who you can yeah. hand your business. That's card. so true. Who have you rubbed shoulders? Have you? Because didn't you guys last year run into Funk Master Flex? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Have you run into any any crate? Like all of a sudden, you look up, you're like, oh my word, that's so and so. No, not really. Um, not, not that I can. I saw pictures of Goldberg this year. I saw really? pictures. Yeah, uh, Ian found someone famous, and I, I don't know who the guy was, but he was Ian almost, you know, crapped his pants. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple like people post pictures with kind of like random fit, like, and they're just they're trying to dumb themselves down so they don't oh, stand yeah, out. Absolutely, and it's 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 not hard to do there if you, if you just, yeah because there's stay so moving. many people. Right, it's a fun show. For well, sure, I think man. Cody didn't. Like that Funk Master Flax was standing right next to us, and then Cody's like, dude, look at that guy's watch. And then he looks up and he's like, man, that's Funk Master Flax. Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember the car we were looking at, too. Yeah. All right. So uh, we typically in our podcast, uh, we have at the end of, you know, it's usually 45 minutes to an hour. We've been drinking sort of like you're at the bar and you're about to tab out and you just, you, you, you're a bit tipsy. You might ask some random questions to somebody you've been chatting with. All right. Our question tonight is, if you could drink 
unlimited amount of beer. Like let's say you could go someplace wherever you wanted to go and drink beer. Where in Vegas would you go to sit down and drink beer? Sit down? Or stand. Okay. You know, just what's your location? If you had a favorite location to go hang out and drink beer, where would it be? You know, I've never ever been here, but I kept driving by it, and I've seen it on TV so much, like with boxing matches and stuff. But I try to go somewhere nice in the Caesars Palace. Oh, Ooh, nice, okay. yeah. I thought you'd say Fremont Street since you like Fremont so much. I did expect that. But you yeah. said sit down, so he's like, I can't pick Fremont. You sit down at a poker table on Fremont Street. I want a lot of money. You want a lot of money right after you stared at those old 80-year-old dudes in thong bikinis. I didn't stare. I glanced a lot because it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. It was, man. I couldn't get over it, man. Like, I know. We walked over we were like, what the hell? staring at these dudes like <laughs> Oh, man. We even walked in. Where'd we go? Gold Nugget? Yeah, Gold Nugget. And then I was like, dude, look at this. Like, we still kept looking at them because they're saggy ass and they had this thong. And we were like, what the? Hell? Like a diaper or something? No, it was a thong. Oh, my God. But their saggy ass looked like a diaper. I think that's probably why. Like, Fremont Street is crazy. <laughs> that's funny. All right. Cool, Mark. Hey, man, uh, what's your social handle so anybody can reach out and chat with you? Check us out on Facebook. All you have to do is search at Firehouse Auto Spa. We made it easy. Same thing on Instagram at Firehouse Auto Spa. Check out our website, Firehouse Auto Spa Jacks. That's J A X dot com. Awesome. Man, uh, thank you. Rate your beer. We always rate our beer one to five. You're drinking the Lion Kugel Berry. I think, do they call it Berry Weiss, Shandy? They just call it Berry Shandy. Oh, just Berry Shandy. Okay. I do remember Barry Weiss, though. Yeah, there's some Barry Weiss. I don't remember who that was. but No, that was. All right, so Barry Shandy, how do you rate it? One to five. I'm going to give it a four. Hmm. All right. Nice. We're doing the honey wheat from Bristol Brewing. What do you think, DJ? It's not bad, but it's not. Yeah, it's nothing overly crazy. It's just I mean, a decent, good beer. I'll give it a three. Yeah, about a three. Yeah. I'm going to give it a three, five for that little bit of honeyness to it. I like that. You taste the honey? I do. I don't. Yeah. Hmm. You gotta be able to taste the honey. Hey man, no comment there. I taste <laughs> the honey and he doesn't. No nope. comment. All right. Hey Mark, thanks so much for your time, bro. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Hey, are you going to a mobile tech? Oh yeah, he's in Jacksonville. Of oh yeah, of course. That's yeah. stupid. That's how I met you, right? Last okay. All right, cool, cool. I'm cool. pretty sure that's how we'll I met see you in a couple months. For sure. All right, bro. All right. Yep, thanks right, for coming on, man. Bro. Go. All right, Justin, thank you so much for being on the Pints and Polishing Podcast. We got Mr. Patterson here with you. What up, Justin? El Presidente. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Hey, so Justin, uh, DJ is sipping on a Red Rocket. He likes the Red Rocket. Are we already going there? Oh, yeah, already. <laughs> and what are you sipping on tonight? I am on a Yinling light. Ooh, light! Watching him, he ate yeah. a lot at SEMA. He, he ate a lot of SEMA. He's trying to cut back. <laughs> You're trying to cut back, huh? Oof! I didn't even eat that day that we had the pints and polishing at SEMA that Tuesday night. Ooh! You were waiting to save your calories. Wait, yeah. There you go. That's the way to do it, man. Yep. That's what it was. That's the way to do it. <laughs> what happens as you start getting old? 
Yeah. Yeah. Are I'm old. watching you, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. Man down. That's not shots fired. That's somebody got taken out on that one. Jeez. <laughs> That's too funny, man. That's awesome. That concludes today's podcast. Yeah, that concludes today's podcast. <laughs> hey, so Justin, uh, tell us and those listeners. We've had you on a couple times, but anybody that's new, tell us who you are. Who was Justin Lobato? Give us a quick two-minute spiel of. Who you are, who your business is. Uh, Justin Lobato, owner and operator of JL Showroom Detailing in Melbourne, Florida. Uh, I've been in business for 11 years. I've been involved with the industry for five. Also, uh, president of their current president of the International Detailing Association. Um, very active with that. Uh, a detail mafia member. Uh, if you don't know who that is, it's a group that was formed by Rennie Doyle, who's a, a leader in our industry. Also, a uh, legal consultant for Buff and Shine Manufacturing uh, and uh, product ambassador and influencer for many brands and a trainer for Flex and PNS products. Awesome, man. Like, that's a full freaking lineup right there. That was two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think he literally rolled two you minutes. You put us all to shame. <laughs> and, and that's why you're the president of the IDA. Some tough shoes to fill there, my friend. And I just pulled from the short list. Oh, there's, there's, oh that was the short list. <laughs> Bro. I, was just being, I was just making sure I could accommodate. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, you for you talking it, to us little people. Yeah. We appreciate you taking the time to talk to us peasants on the podcast today. <laughs> Please teach us <laughs> how to get to your level. Yeah, right. Where's my beer openers when you need them? <laughs> <laughs> you hadn't cracked your beer open? No, no, I'm just joking. Oh, okay. I was start. I was. I got a little. It's I got a little flustered. Yeah. So, DJ. Yo. What do you think about your Red Rocket? The beer I'm drinking right now. That's called Red Rocket. It's all right. <laughs> Way to clarify. <laughs> How about yours? <laughs> and it's got a dude riding a Red Rocket. <laughs> That's too funny. Oh, <laughs> On the label, I there's a guy riding a red rocket. That beer. Say that again. I said, I think I've seen the label of that beer. He's seen your red rocket, the beer you picked out. Oh, he has. Yeah. Oh. Hey, how you doing? Hey, so, <laughs> Justin, how many years have you gone to SEMA? Um, this was my fourth year in attendance at SEMA. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. Um, I was scheduled actually to go out in 2014, um, but I had some personal things happen back home. I had um, like flights paid for, hotels paid for, and I had to pull out literally the week before. Man, pulling out's tough. Oh my god! Yeah, it's yeah. tough. So, but I mean, sometimes you got to do it. Like it's just not the right moment. You you just you need to pull out. You know, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. All them years later, when child support hits you. (laughs) 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 Oh, too funny. (laughs) Too funny. So speaking of aha moments, uh, what's your most memorable, when when you started going to SEMA that first year, what was the most memorable aha moment that you had? Um, Well, I, I... I guess I've been a little spoiled in a way because my first my first year at SEMA was 2009. 
2015, and my aha moment was uh, going one with, with Mother's Polished, and I was with them that year doing the Bear Jackson shows and the travel team for polishing. But two, that was the first episode of Competition Ready, and I had gotten picked to do that first episode with a handful of detailers from the Mother's Polish team, so we were able to do that first episode right there in the middle of SEMA Live. So that was my aha moment at my first SEMA show. I could see why that would be an aha moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ours isn't that big. <laughs> DJ, what would like – so when you think back to your first – I shared a second ago uh, my aha moment. It was getting off the tram and seeing how big everything was. And I'm not used to big things. And it was – it was. Yeah, you're not was, used to big things at all. Yeah, it was, it was a you know, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Oklahoma. Small yeah. things in Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, what was yours, DJ? What was your aha moment? I think it was back, and I'm not sure which year this was, but it was before you, so five years ago. It was the year before, I think. But uh, a, like a bunch of guys got together, got this this freaking suite at the Aria, and we had a you know a bunch of detailers that came. It was a select few. You had to pay, you know, you know, to to come and hang out, and they had dinner and so forth. But they, it was like a, almost like a business, uh, like a mastermind type deal where they had like. A whiteboard up and we just talked about like different problems that are in the industry and like in our businesses and like really talked about ways to like grow and i was like wow i didn't know this was uh, this community was this serious about actual growth so this little group that i was in um i just kind of you know got a lot further in business because i listened to all their failures and so forth and and everything so it was just one of those like wow okay like this I like, okay there's who were some of the guys you met do you remember uh, I remember Cougar was one of the main ones that put it on, uh, with, was it Lux Auto Spa? Um, there was a, gosh, so many guys, um, I don't want to name Yeah, there wasn't I mean, some big house party this time that we knew about. But that was, was the same time, that was the same yeah. crew of people. That, so, so talking about meeting people, Justin, you could appreciate this. The first time I met Rennie was, was two years ago? Was it that, that mansion? It was party? at this mansion party and that Roop's, uh, that sponsored, Roop's that sponsored, yeah. and there were some guys that had rented this mansion. And, and okay, they, so same guys that I went with. That. Was it the yeah, same? same from group. Before? Yeah. yeah. So we're we're sitting there eating. They they cater in this Mexican food, which was cool. And then DJ and I grab our plates and we go back to this little room. We just happened to sit down. It was a cigar room. We turned it into a well. Cigar we room. turned it into a cigar room yeah. because I was sm I wanted to smoke a cigar. And then this other dude sitting there smoking a cigar, and and it turned out to be Rennie, and then um, it was Keith Duplessis, and then Keith Duplessis, yeah. And they were sitting there chatting, and it was just like, dude, it was awesome. Like, oh, okay, cool. Who is this guy? Like, yeah. you know, it was like these guys are like, this is pretty legit. Since you know you're a big fan of that guy, I thought you might appreciate that story. But since there was dead silence on he's the other end, he's saluting right now. Can you? Oh, is he saluting? Yeah, he's saluting right he's now. He's saluting. Yeah. <laughs> Moment of silence for me. He's Randy. saluting to the Godfather. <laughs> you couldn't have met him, you know, met him at a good time with both him and Keith there at the same time. That's a dynamic duo of knowledge. It was legendary. Yeah, until they shafted us and went into another room because <laughs> we were lame. <laughs> We didn't make their cut. <laughs> we didn't make their cut too long. <laughs> Do what? They ditched us. Oh, they did. I mean, we we were in there for a good 30, 40 minutes. I'm so, yeah, playing, it wasn't, 
We're just joking. Uh, hey, so Justin, uh, what is your favorite thing when you go to SEMA every year? Like, what do you look forward to? Like, your favorite thing to do at SEMA? Um, networking. I mean, I've, I've turned it into. Cheers to that. I, yeah. I've just, um, I've really gotten accustomed to making my way around the show to all of our different vendors that we're affiliated with amongst all the different brands. Uh, that I'm affiliated with and just, you know, getting in front of everybody. And then, of course, the evening gatherings and networking as well because everybody gets to let loose. Um, but I would say just there's from day one to the last day, there's value every day. There's not one day that's better than the next, um, especially this last SEMA. It was just overwhelming with the amount of people just being able to you know, link together and, and network and talk and share ideas. And, and then that just drove right into the evening time, even though we were at, you know, what people would consider parties. I don't look at them as parties. I mean, yes, we were able to have a couple of drinks and have cigars, but, you know, it carried over from the day. Everybody just having a great time and being super positive. I mean, the industry came together so well this last SEMA, not that it did not other SEMAs, but this one, it really shined. Yeah, and and I mean, I think I think maybe there might be a misconception. I, I'm glad you mentioned that. You're like had a couple drinks, we're at a part. Like it's it's still business parties. Like it's not like well, I think maybe people might have a preconceived notion because when we've come back, we're like, oh, you know how you know they think maybe it's just like just you're just out like partying, like partying, partying, like pounding beers or taking shots. Like like maybe there's some guy like, but the majority, I would say 95 to 98% of the people are like, yeah, you'll have two or it's three drinks. Social, it's it's social, social drinking. It's like you go to some, like I go to the, I'm at uh, the chamber events that I go to at the, I'm at the uh, Tulsa chamber here. Like it's the same type of thing. You're have a few drinks. You're not making a fool of yourself getting smashed. You're just talking business and everyone's growing. So I would, what I, I don't understand is where did we lose the idea of, being able to enjoy ourselves, you know, like why are people frowning upon, you know, going out to have a couple of drinks? There's so many business meetings that start and finish with a couple of drinks that are very successful. It's just part of being an adult, part of being responsible. And all of those who were responsible woke up the next morning at the crack of dawn, went to the got show, ready, and, and went to the show, and it was game on. Wait, oh, who? who wait, what? You said you? I'm sorry. I, you said something about waking up at what? The crack of dawn. I woke up crack to DJ's dawn. crack. I don't know. Oh, crack of dawn. God. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. You did request to sleep in my room for some reason. Now I know why. <laughs> I did because I knew you would sleep in later, and I would, and I wouldn't feel bad. Uh, <laughs> but you had to be at a booth. We didn't have to be at a booth. You didn't. had to be there at nine o'clock. Um, I was actually, yeah, we were off the beaten path, so I was waking up at about uh, 5.30. What? Out the door. Why? Yeah, so we were getting out the door at, let's see, about 6.45. Oh, yeah, the beer. the darn traffic, and then shutting down that, where they used to do Steam McKnight parking lot, it just congested everything getting there. Huh. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's, oof. That's impressive, yeah, man. And you come that's, from big that's time very change, impressive, too. Yeah. What are you, three-hour time change? Three-hour time change, yeah. Yeah. Hmm, soldier. That's why he's the president of the IDA, man. 
party and get up at five thirty. So I would say for me, um, I've got. To, I mean, definitely the networking. What's been cool, like as you walk around, you get to sit and chat with a couple guys that you've seen last year that you're online with, chatting socially, and then you get to hang out with them. Like I, that is good. One of my favorite things to do, though, which we didn't do until um, until the end, the very last night, is walking the strip. And there's certain places that I like to roll into and pick out, like the Stromboli. I tried to tell these guys the Stromboli at New York. New York is absolutely unbelievable. And immediately walked right in and grabbed one. And everybody's like, oh, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, bro, just try a bite. bite. Just oh, try man. a bite. So good. <laughs> Next thing I know, they're all in line to get Stromboli's Stromboli, and yeah. pizza. Like, so I love to hop around um, and, and get, uh, some different, different foods. I love, I'd love to eat. And so I love to try different restaurants. We had at the scene at the, uh, Sonax party, we had duck. Oh yeah. Like there was all kinds of things on the menu, but I was like, no, let's get du- like, get something different. And we had duck, which was really good. Trying different foods at different restaurants is always fun. We went to that uh, sushi place one time, which was odd. Like you do strike out. Remember a couple of years ago with Ronnie, we went to. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a uh, it was a sushi place, but they had country music like blaring, and everybody was in like country outfits, the and they were trying that, to do karaoke and like horrible. say, "Oh yeah, it was bad." And the the sushi wasn't even really that great. But it. Yeah. And the atmosphere just made it even worse. The atmosphere would have been fine if it was like low key, like even like some jazz, who knows, but yeah. like not freaking rock. Do you have a favorite restaurant you go to, Justin? Um, you know, this time around kind of sucked with the, I mean, if we had, you know, good evening dinners, but not like what we did last year, we did it, uh, like a, uh, Texas, um, not Texas, I'm sorry, Brazilian steakhouse Ooh. Monday night. That was really good. Um, you know, anything Brazilian steakhouse, whether it's a, a chain like Texas Day Brazil or anything even that comes close to it, they're always pretty darn good. Um, and then there is a little spot that I like at the Silverton. It's a little Mexican restaurant called uh, Picasa. And that place, we I did that Saturday night before I jumped on my flight with some of the guys. And I absolutely love that place. Mm. Um, but I'm a sucker for certain ethnic food like Mexican food, uh, any kind of Spanish food, and of course, uh, any kind of Asian food, I'm like all in. And then of course, Italian food. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that place is really good. I think, like I said, I literally, literally didn't get to eat much while we were out there that um, during the week. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you my my uh, my dinner Tuesday night, I didn't have any. I had a couple beers with you guys. Tuesday night with California Kitchen, right? Literally getting to the rum bar and then stepping out to have like a couple slices of pizza before Jeez. we had a couple drinks. Yeah. Thursday night was the glass parency party, so I had the regards that they were walking around with. <laughs> and then Friday night, we had a buffet-style dinner with the mafia guys. Uh, at a buffet in the hotel. So obviously it was decent Las Vegas style buffet. But so you made up for your calories it, that day. Mm-hmm. It was still a buffet. Yeah. So nothing, nothing really special that I could brag about when it comes to the dinners. Unfortunately, we found out Ian's favorite place to eat. Dude. And so is mine. Oh yeah. We What's ate that? there. 
probably three times a day, two or three times a day, uh, in and out. Uh, you and Ian, maybe. Me I and only Ian. ate there once. Me and Ian ate, ate there definitely two times a day. Definitely. Do you like in and out burger? Okay, so the weird thing, it, it was convenient and it was very filling. Like, it was right by our Airbnb. But, um... Well, and we don't have it. Yeah, that, so that, it's, that too. It's, yeah, like and it's, the hype behind it. But when yeah, I went to California, it was way better. Here it was, it just didn't, I don't know. It, the, I guess the, the... I thought it was good. It was good, but it wasn't like... I think Whataburger is better than in and out So that was the debate we had when we were sitting there eating. You we guys had have a Whataburger in uh, Florida? And we were like, is Whataburger better it's or is in and out It's not Whataburger. No, it's Whataburger. It's not Whataburger. It's, that's, yeah. that's disgusting. But that's the way we call it. No, we call it Whataburger. Like, no, wow. Whataburger. Okay. Do you guys have one in Florida? <laughs> yeah, we have Whataburger here, but we don't have yeah, any. Can you hear how he said that? That's why he's the fucking president. <laughs> because he can pronounce shit the right way. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Good, but I just, you know, that there's no fast food. I really don't dig that. Yeah, well, I, okay, food. I'm right there with you. Like, I'm, I don't like eating fast. I don't eat fast food at all unless I'm traveling, really. Mm, ish. Yeah, I don't know. You go there. I, I'm a mobile yeah. detailer, so there's, yeah. All right, so Justin, tell us about the beer you're drinking. You said Yingling Light. Why'd you grab it? What do you like about Yingling Light? Uh, I really don't like a whole lot about it. I like the original. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, I'm not listening yet. Hold on, I'm still laughing. Like, I don't hear anything you're saying. <laughs> I've never, said, I've never said, had a guest like on. I don't like anything about it. <laughs> That's awesome, bro. Oh, shit. Let's, let's rewind that real quick. Hold on. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, my I was going to go black and tan. Uh, oh. but that's a little heavy like a Guinness. So I just stuck with the white because they didn't have the original. Okay. Okay. Uh, what do you think, DJ? What's your? Do you like this beer? What do you think about it? Uh, the beer we're drinking? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's decent. Mm, I mean, but what do you mean decent? I mean, what... I so okay. It, what I asked you before, I said, is this a knockoff version of an IPA? No, no, what no. Does that even mean? Well, no, it's not. So it's a it's what an Irish ale. So I'm not a. I I wish this is where the part of the podcast where if we had like that beer nerd, you know, where we used to actually know what was in the beer. But Irish ales are gonna the red Irish ale is gonna be different than this is just a pale ale that's a, a that's a red Irish ale, right? Isn't that what? Sure. I guess I don't know. Do you like it or don't you like it? Yeah, it's good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would overlook it if I saw it. And I mean, it's not a beer. It's like full. It's almost heavy, isn't it? Almost very heavy as you drink it. I wouldn't call it heavy. You wouldn't? No. Oh, I do. Okay. That's <clears throat> what it is. All right. Moving on, moving on, moving yes, on. Yes, let's move on. Uh, Justin, so what was your favorite thing about the scene in 2018 from other years? Say that again, DJ. What was your favorite thing about this uh, this year's SEMA event? Um, favorite thing? Well, do you have a favorite? Was there a favorite from this yeah, year no, versus I mean, other years? It was just all good. But I would say, if I were to say not a thing, but maybe a moment, uh, it, would, it would definitely have to be... Um, two moments. One, the Glass Parenty event 
on top of the palms looking over Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it's just being a, able to. You can't The not, you videos can't, you can't that you we that. saw, yeah, they were I mean, incredible. How, how breathtaking was it? Oh, man. That was unreal. That was a, it was just, they, they set a whole new standard when it comes to gatherings. And, and then me being able to have a short speech, um, I enjoyed that, of course. Um, Didn't you win? Hold on. Let's back up a second. What did you win while you were there? Uh, they gave me the title of Mr. Glass Parents because of the involvement and influencing and things in our relationship that we built with the industry together. Uh-huh. Um, but they uh, got me a cruise to the Bahamas. Whoa. For, um, all expenses paid. The, all expenses paid for... Um, Gosh, I'm at a loss of words. I don't have any of the information in front of me, and I keep losing it because I've never been there. Um, Atlantis. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So not like, only is he the president, uh, like, but. Care of family. <laughs> Dude, wow. That's... They're a big family oriented company, so that right there was like for them to, you know, to, you know basically take somebody out of the daily routine of business and send them away for a couple of days with their family and just relax and let go. That's pretty badass. I mean, well, I would say what they have done is they have alleviated the chance of any competitor having another glass coating, right? I mean, the way they've taken over the market has been so impressive. Yeah. And there's a lot of good products out there. They just, the way they've aligned themselves by doing it was very strategic and everything's on point. Oh, yeah. 100% on point. It's, yeah. it's very impressive uh, to see from a distance, just business-wise, the way they're handling, controlling the market. And they are. They're doing, like, it. I literally, I just, every time I see stuff that they do, I just almost want to golf clap them. It's like, nicely done. I tip my hat to them. Like, very impressive. That's what's up. Hey, Justin, so there'll be a lot of detailers on here that are have not been to SEMA yet. Uh, thinking about going, want to go, that don't go, whatever. What advice, I mean, why should other detailers go to the SEMA show? Um, well, you know, it's one of those things that this day and age, everything is driven by, uh, the necessary evil of social media. And, you know, they, they look from the outside without going in. And that's basically what it is. Once you get the team, you get in and you get in front of all these people you see on social media and you actually get to shake their hands and understand who they really are. And maybe even, you know, get a little background about that person so you understand where they're coming from when they're making social media posts or what they're really all about kind of scenario. And that's what it does. It makes it more personal. And of course, like we mentioned, the networking is key as well. But, you know, it allows you to also get in front of these vendors, these manufacturers, these chemists, and plug away at all the questions you've ever wanted to ask right then and there uh, to kind of filter out the BS of anybody telling you anything watered down. You get straight to the source. And right there, that helps you build confidence to go back home with knowing the content you left with is true and you're able to, you know, bring that back home and bring more value to your business and your employees um, with everything you learn, either whether it's the craft side, the chemical side, or the business side. You've got everybody there at the mecca of all the people you look at in the industry. Um, you know, the Rennie Doyle, the Mike Phillips, everybody that you would, the Justin Lobatos. Go ahead. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> he was trying, DJ. He was trying. <laughs> no, no, 
no, he wanted to say it. Myself, but I mean, as in just making my way there in general. I'm time. kidding. And I was, but no. Let's say Julio, the Julio, Julio, because Julio is one of the best people to go up and be like, "What's up, man?" Like dude, yeah. Julio is just—he's so welcoming. Like he's, he's like a cool ass dude. Yeah. 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 Sorry. No, no, no. But you know, that's the value of SEMA is, is that just being able to get out there. And if you budget it properly, I mean, you could get out to SEMA for a week, the hotel, the Ubers, the food. Um, you could be anywhere between 1500 to 2500 What? No, you can be a lot on. less. Dude, let me tell you how to do you SEMA can. then. Nah, you could do well, a lot. I was looking at it from a, from a different perspective on, on best case, worst case. Because, you know, once people get out there, they like to spend a little. And you could do SEMA with $100 a day or less. Well, I mean, you can. You're, you're, you're not going to have a lot. You're, you're not, not going to have a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. But you can do Vegas. But you're right. I mean, a thousand. If you want to have a good ass time, right. yeah. Yeah, you're going to spend some money, but you can still do it without spending money. And um, I, I mean, I, I say that for the guys that do, I mean, you don't have a shit right, ton of money to come. Because I think what you said is when you first started going. Oh yeah. You were on a extremely tight budget. Absolutely, like. But I you you felt the value. Explain that. Why did you? With such a small budget and being so new into what you were doing, why did you see the value in going to SEMA and being on an extremely, extremely tight budget? At first, I just wanted to go see what it was all about. So I didn't have the money to do it, but I, I, I kicked it off. And then once I got a taste of like everything that we're talking about right now, it's just like I can't not go. So I could be, you know, back, you know, you could not have money at all. I'm still going to make my way to SEMA show because. It's so valuable to be there every single year. It just really, really is. I mean, there's everyone says the same thing. We had a guest on uh, not long ago or earlier, and the same he answered the same way in a different in a same answer, a different way though. It's all about the networking of people well, that you get to meet. Mark oh yeah, Mark, yeah, Mark Elliott. He was on, um, and it should. That's all it's about. So I would I wouldn't pass it up for anything. I mean, you, you got to get there. It becomes a staple of your year. Literally. Like, it, it's the best way. Once to you go, it becomes a standard for your year. That is it right there. Yeah. yeah. Almost wish it was in like January because it can like start the whole year yeah. off right. No, that's mobile tech. That is mobile tech. You're right. What's that? What was the budget? I'd like to. I, yeah, exact. Like great question. Like, great question. So do you remember what your initial first year budget was? Oh, dude. It was like 50 bucks a day. Like, no, 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 no. Total. What did you spend? For the whole like to no, go like okay, getting so you got a, there, so you got being a, there and coming back. So you got a plane ticket for what, three hundred bucks? Round trip, maybe? I don't know. Okay, yeah, but probably. Probably four hundred bucks. I wait till the very last minute to book my tickets. So four hundred bucks so, for a plane ticket. And then you got fifty bucks a day. I'm there for what, three days, so hundred fifty, two hundred bucks. You gotta stay somewhere. You're right. And it's another hundred and Let's say what five years ago, hundred bucks a night. So one, two, so a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, when it comes to flights and all, yeah, a thousand bucks. But if if people and 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 I think the problem is is people look at it and they're like, oh, wait a second, it's late September, it's early October. Wait, how am I going to get to SEMA? I need a thousand or fifteen or two thousand dollars. That's the good month, though. My what I was gonna say is, well, if you would put back a hundred bucks a month, dude, I had a like okay. literally put back hundred bucks a month. I did, and then you get to SEMA, you're ready to go, and you've got twelve hundred to fifteen hundred. I can bucks show you a spreadsheet that I have that in my budget. It's SEMA is one of the categories. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 
And I mean, it should seem as valuable enough to budget every it, month yep. and set aside money to go. It is that big of an investment. So all, all you guys that have not gone, like, just do it. Like, <laughs> I'll give you, now I'm going to give you money back. But, <laughs> but, I'm trying to, <laughs> yeah. But it's definitely worth it. Hey, so uh, as you've been on the podcast, you re remember we have this tab out question of the night. All right. So our tab out question tonight for you is, you can pick anywhere in Las Vegas to have beer. You can drink all night long, unlimited free beer. Where would you go? A uh, place or an establishment? Your call. Fremont. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it is. It's so amazing. Did, <laughs> did you go this year? No. I know. We didn't either. It was horrible. You sure did, man. Man, but we went out after the pod, the the pints and polishing pint night, and we like we knew we should have like closed it off, like that. Our game plan, because normally that's what happens. I'll go hard that first night I'm there, and then it takes me like two or three nights to recover. So we were like, "Hey, man, let's like after the podcast event, let's close it down," and then we didn't close it down. <laughs> we just kept going. And uh, yeah, me and Julio fell asleep in the back of the Uber while Clint was talking with the driver the whole way back to the hotel. <laughs> then what happened? <laughs> it's Vegas, man. You can't talk about oh, it. crap. No, we actually had intentions to get back to the hotel and eat, and then we just looked at each other like, we'll just have a big breakfast tonight. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sweet. I, I get it. Hey, Justin, man, thanks so much for your time. Uh, tell everybody your social media handle. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Justin Lobato, or JL Showroom Detailing, or Instagram at JL underscore Showroom underscore Detailing. Um, and then, of course, uh, you can find me on the Reflection Artist page as well. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, you got to rate your beer, though, one to five. Mm. I'm looking at a three and a half. It would be a five if it was a it was a solid game. Hold on. It's it's the Yingling Light, so it it lost a a point and a half. It huh? lost a star and a half. Yeah, <laughs> point and a half. All right, DJ, we got this red Red Baron. No, no, Red Rocket. Sorry, I rated two and a half. Yeah, yeah, you're probably even better than me. I'm gonna give it a two. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not. I mean, it's not horrible. I'm not I'm not like spitting it back out IPA style but but it's uh it's just nothing special no. I don't know I thought you like it cuz of the red rocket Oh well, well when you guys come to Florida in mobile, January uh, mobile, yeah mobile tech uh there's this little restaurant around me opening up that has 24 craft beers um you guys have to come over here and check that out if you want to make it about forty-five minutes away from the uh, from the mobile tech show. That's going to be tough. We can do a pints pints podcast there. Well, we are in discussions. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's yeah, hold we on. are we are in discussions with. Uh, so um, one of the guys from mobile tech. I don't know if you saw him. He was at our pint night at SEMA because we're going to have this is you know our first year to. At Total Off Solutions, it's our first year to do a booth at Mobile Tech. And, uh, and so when we were signing up for that booth, we said, hey, we're doing this pint night at SEMA. What about doing one at Mobile Tech? And they were all over it. They loved the idea. And so um, 
they pint are, night. yeah, they're putting together a pint night for us, but they want to do it at the hotel that everybody's staying at. Are you staying at that hotel too? Um, I don't know. I, I let my manager Julio handle this. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. So they want to do it at the sports bar there. Yeah. Um, so we'll either do the pint night there or I don't know about 45 minutes away, but, uh, we might do one at another location, but it'd probably be at that hotel cause it'd be a lot easier. For yeah. Everybody. No, I'll be there. We'll definitely be there to help support and just hang out and, uh, do what we do with networking and, you know, get in front of everybody. Awesome, man. Hey, thanks so much for your time, Justin. Cheers. Appreciate everything that you do for the industry and, uh, talk to you soon, bro. Yeah, thank you guys again for having me on. I appreciate it, and I love what you guys are doing with this. It's going in a really good direction. Thanks, Thanks man. I appreciate it. All right. Just here, man. Yeah. Rigo, what's up, man? Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast SEMA 2018 recap. What's going on, Marty, man? How you holding up? <laughs> How you holding up? What is this man, man, we're three beers in. I don't know. <laughs> man, three beers. That sounds like a party ready. All right, we're going on uh, – we're doing this Bristol Brewing. So I am switching it up to the Red Baron Oktoberfest. It's a Vienna-style lager, Oktoberfest, very delicious. Hey, so when we went to the Sonax party, did you have the Oktoberfest uh, at, uh, at the – where did we go? Uh, Wooden Bush? No. Uh, we're at the Huff Brothers restaurant. Yeah. Did you get the Oktoberfest that was there? You know what? Nah, this time, this year I took it slow because last year I got my spanking, so I was cool with the spanking. <laughs> Marty wanted Bro, a spanking. I took the spanking like a champ. He asked for one. I did. Yeah, I, I heard about your special request. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not mad at you. No. She After she hit me, I turned around, I looked at her, she goes, oh, you like that. I was like, mm-hmm. You're unique, brother. You're unique. You're unique. Hey, I am. That's a first. I am. I know, right? Because I'm normally playing Jay. Thanks, DJ. Yeah, no one's ever called Marty unique. You just uh, you just hit a soft spot on him, Rigo. Oh my God, we don't want to do that now. Come on, quit it. <laughs> Marty, stop touching me. <laughs> well, I hope you tell me I'm unique tonight. Uh, I'm not telling you anything. Uh-uh. You just say, uh, go, Big Daddy. Moving on. Hey, so, Rigo. Yeah. Rigo, tell everybody who you are. I know you've been on the podcast before. Appreciate you coming back on. You know, but give us a two minute spiel. Who is Rigo? Tell us about your business. Tell us who you are. I'm Rigo Santana. Um, I'm based out of Orange County, California. Um, my name of the business is Extreme Excellence Professional Detailing. I incorporated in 2007. Um, I'm one of the original members of the IDA when the IDA was launched. Um, apparently, um, my parents, I mean, I got my real um, skills out of data certified detailer. And I mean, I can just go on. Um, the education never stops, right? So pretty much been in the industry for a long time. So, briefly, why did you go that far with the IDA? Why did I go out far as far as joining the IDA back then? Yeah. Um, the, uh, I'm going to be honest. Um, well, I hope so. I hate – DJ, uh, do you hate it when people lie? Like, I don't like lying. I'm so glad that you're honest. But Rigo's going to be honest. He's going to be honest. Like, will you shut up and uh-huh. be honest? 
I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sweet and lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sweet and lovely. Why did I join the IDA back then? The reason I joined it because I was looking for an answer to all my to all my questions. And um, when I went to SEMA, um, the IDA was holding the first convention there. I just felt that I wanted to be a part of a group that could lead me in the direction of professionalism. And at the time, the IDA was the only thing out as far as networking for detailers in particular. So I went ahead and joined it. Um, I still remember. Um, Bob Phillips, Bud Abraham, um, St. Clair. I was sitting, we were sitting in these little, in these chairs, like in a circle, like when you're in elementary school. Um, and I was just sitting, hearing what they had to say. And the first, one of the first um, meetings in the, in the uh, FEMA convention. So yeah, um, I, I joined it for that reason. Just trying to look for knowledge, trying to get, trying to get my professional skills up to par. Cool, man. Hey, so what beer are you drinking tonight? I was um, drinking Modelo. Ooh, but, hey, um, might like Modelo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice, cool beer. So in the summertime, we mix Modelo with um, like lime Ritas or strawberries and the watermelon Rita. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, like, you, you like everything fresh. Huh? Shut up. No, <laughs> we mix it up though, bro. Like it's a Modelo, <laughs> which is like you get, <laughs> you have that beer taste, and then also like that that watermelon sweetness. Right. It's a different. No, no, it's a cool beer to, to, to have some little appetizers with. Definitely. Yeah. I'm loving this Oktoberfest. You got to try it, DJ. I'll try it. What do you got? You got the Laughing Lab. Oh, so this is the Scottish style. So I completely. Oh, so good. So good, right? I completely butchered the last one. So the last one, the Red Rocket, was just a pale ale. So You're good. drinking the Laughing Lab. That's the Scottish style ale. My bad. I think, you need, I think you needed some beers at SEMA. That's what you needed when you were on the mic, Marty. Wow. You need some beers on the mic, Marty. What? Yeah, you need it. <laughs> well, I mean, define that. What do you mean? I was giving some constructive criticism. Yeah, constructive criticism. <laughs> no, no um, when Mike, when we're at SEMA, me and, me and Marty um, get stuck. So what are we going to say on the mic? I said, I, just, I don't know. Just grab it in breath. Just put it on. So Marty Watts gets all suited up, comes back, looks at me, and just goes to town. And I said, oh, for a minute, we didn't know what to say. And the next thing you know, Marty's just going all in. I was going to say, because, so, yeah, that sounds more like in, Marty. So I'm thinking a little uh, a beer to it definitely kind of bended the situation. <laughs> oh, man, we had had, like, we could have made that Sonax booth rocking if yeah. I had a couple beers. Or if you're Mike Phillips. Right. So, like, hold on. Like, I'll get there. Um <laughs> So we're we're the young peons, and you know we're we're at this. Uh, what was it kind of like a makeshift car with a boot? Like they use it every year, yeah, and it's it's, it's cool. like a car, but it's got like a place to put the polishers and place to put the product and stuff. It's like uh, it's like the hood of a car, but the whole car, the wheels and everything, and then the where front you'd, panel where you'd set the, the, the front part from the front quarter panels up. Yeah. And where you'd set the um, products and stuff is behind the windshields, like on the dash. Yeah. So pretty cool setup. And, you know, uh, Rigo, I think you've done it before, right? This was the first year I I got asked to do it. Um, they must have had somebody drop out. Yeah, I get I it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and so – Rigo needed some entertainment. So the the yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Hey man, send me a white boy. I need to." <laughs> so the first day they didn't ever give me the microphone for a reason, probably. Second day, finally, like okay, 
get the microphone. I'm like, okay, where is it? That's why I was talking to you. I was like, hey, where's the mic? You were like, oh, it's in the back. I was like, okay, so I throw it on. And yeah, it's like, uh, okay, let's just roll. And and it was actually a lot of fun because you would get people that come up and you'd want to talk to them about the Sonax products and, you know, all this and that. And And I had a good time. And I thought for a moment that, I mean, you nailed it. You were killing it. You just keep kept rolling. You really talked a lot about, hey, this is what professional detailers use. And you kept using that. I was like, that's really genius. Like you, you did a really great job on it. And then I got on, it was kind of so-so. And then Mike Phillips was like, okay, let me have the mic. I'll show well, you how it, it's when done. When it was his turn, did you see him like waiting? Okay, like you're the mic. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I went up and asked him. Because I knew he was there to do that. And so I, I wasn't said, there during that time. No, you, you weren't there. So I said, hey, do you want the mic? He goes, no, not yet. Keep rolling. I was like, okay. Yeah, da, da, da. And then and then there was he just goes, okay, I'm ready. And I was like, yes, sir. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Here's the mic. And oh, immediately, as soon as he starts talking, Dude. he just has this gift. Everyone. And, and like, he just starts talking. And he's like, yeah, come gather around. Hey, over there, come gather around. Come. And like. Before you know it, he's out on the front of the hood, and there's like 30 people scrutched in trying to listen to him, and another 10 or 20 back, and they're like, he just has this massive crowd just because he's he's so gifted with the way he talks. Yeah, you know what? I, I have to agree. When Mike grabs a fit, uh, Mike, I've been around Mike a couple of times. Um, I, I work with him even on the on his TV show and yeah, stuff. Yeah, competition ready, ready. yeah. But um, when I seen him on the mic, you, I learned a lot from Mike this time. He, um, he, what makes him execute his message even better, he knows his stuff. When Whatever comes out of his mouth, he's not second guessing. He's selling, he's, he's transmitting it, and he's also letting you know in a very subtle way. Like, you know, this is what you have to do. This is what needs to be done. These are the results. And he's captivating. He really catches the people's uh, attention. I noticed that about him when he was at SEMA. Yeah. It was a great experience. Super gifted in what he's doing. He's very talented. Yeah, totally. I mean, hands down, he totally is, dude. Um, all right. So, hey, tell us how many years have you been going to SEMA? You know what, Marty? Um, my adventure started in 2009. I went to SEMA. Whoa, it's 2018. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. I didn't even know they had SEMA back then. I just started a business. No. no it's, it's, it's funny because, I mean, you know, when, before I went to SEMA, I had done my research. And I was like, man, you know, I really want to step up my game. I really want to I want to take it to a professional level. There has to be some kind of gathering you made somewhere. So as I was doing my, my, my information and everything, it all kept on leading to SEMA. And I'm like, I wonder there's something up there for detailing. And I really went to SEMA trying to find out if there was anything at all. And when I got there, if I still remember right, there was only two aisles of detailing material. Oh, like, really? That was for us. Like, you know, just us. Like, two aisles. You could just walk one, two, and that was it. That was all that was detailing. Everything else Whoa. was just automotive. But to me at the time, those two aisles seemed like what it is today. Because I wasn't I wasn't up to, I was, I wasn't up to speed. I didn't have no knowledge. To me, it was like walking into Disneyland. And uh, that, that was the best thing I could have done. And here we are in 2018, you know, going to SEMA from being a spectator back then. Now, you know, I'm, because of my professional training and skills, now I'm blessed to be part of the show. And being able to... Yeah, know, so talk know. about that transition. How is it different, you know, from being the guy walking around to being the guy that's at the booth helping people? How is 
the feeling is awesome, Marty. You know, I mean, we all, I think we all start there. We, we start our journey trying to learn how to walk. And then it gets a point in life where you actually feel comfortable enough that you can run now. And being able at, being able to be at SEMA and being able to transmit my education, my educational experience to people, talk to detailers, regular people, just everybody in general, you got a confidence now because of all the years of the hands-on experience you have on the field, the training you've had, the detailers you meet, all the network. I mean, at SEMA, you're able to just kind of like open up and just let it all out and let everybody know what you know at pretty much no price. So from 2009, walking around with my eyes closed, being able to hand over for let's just say now I feel like I'm handing people flashlights in a dark tunnel to where they can walk in comfortable and freely without having to fall. Wow. That's a really that's, that's a Mike Phillips type analogy, bro. That's deep, bro. That is. That is deep. I gotta uh, I got I gotta I gotta write that down and put it on a plaque. Frame it. Uh, that was uh, some knowledge balance, bro. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, you know, back then guys, I mean this is I mean, SEMA, for me, this year was over the top. Over the top. You Why? Know? I mean, you know, 2009, 2018, like, I had I had this guy. Um, I don't know if you guys ever I mean, know him. Hector Mendes. He's from Florida. Um, in Tampa. If I remember right. There was an article written about me in 2014, right? He, you know, here we are, grown men, right? Here he packaged this article. Hey, we got DJ. Careful, he's still not there yet. I'm a grown man. Oh, okay, okay. You're going through puberty, DJ. No, Rigo. <laughs> um, you know, he, he, he brings this article from all the way across the country, brings it to me, and he tells me, hey, Rigo, you know what? Thank you. And I was, for what, bro? He goes, you know, I remember I told you a couple times that I asked him before, I was like, yeah. But I was like, what? So he busts, he comes out with this article. He told me, you know, when this article came out in 2014, Rigo? He saved my life. Whoa. And I was like, exactly. What you said right now? He said, whoa. And I was like, what you mean? He was, I was in a real dark moment in my life. And I was really? He goes, yeah. And when I got this article, whatever corner I was at, I read it. And when I read it, 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 it gave me hope. It gave me inspiration. And, I, and I'm listening to him. And here I am at SEMA 2018 at the Sonos booth. Bro, I broke down. Actually, oh, that was this year. Yeah, it just is when we went right now. And um, I, I I broke down in tears because... That's when you cried. I thought you were happy to see me, bro. Oh, Fuck, shut up. Man. Oh, wow, wow, dude. Hey, that was in back of the room. That's the... That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, he cried twice. He cried twice. Right. So, um, it, just him and seeing his success behind the story... It, it's overwhelming. That's incredible. That would be, That's yeah, incredible. that would be overwhelming. That would be too much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just to see, now, you know, as as a whole, what I'm talking about, whatever nationality you are, as a whole, from 2009 to 2018, I don't care if you're a beginner detail, a medium detailer, a high-end detailer, a 30-year-old detailer, at SEMA this year was the first year that I could honestly say we all were on the same platform. You could actually walk into SEMA as a beginner detailer and actually feel you have somewhere to be at. 2009, we all, it looked like we were people just confused, lost, no direction. Now, you actually feel like, you know what? It's all right to be an entry detailer, but you know what? I feel at ease with everybody else. Because now, everybody's kind of like networking with each other, talking and exchanging information. We're building a, we're building a, a foundation for, for generations to come. And that's what that's what that's what our detailing was all about. 
this emo was awesome. I mean, I seen it all over the place. I don't know if you guys got to capture that. So what's your... Uh... Well, hold on. So did you capture... I mean, did you feel as what he's just saying? I mean, what do you think? So every year, Rigo has this, like, these uh, epiphanies of the show. and this Yeah, is that's a, an incredible epiphany. Well, he always does. Every year, we always talk. We see each other sometimes a lot, sometimes not enough. Like, I think last year, we didn't see each other too much, but... Yeah, we did. We with Rigo, That's oh, when I met okay, Rigo. So we all went that. to... The year before And that. I even pointed out that bar that we went to. What yeah. was that at the... Uh, Caesars? What's it? Season? No, it was at, uh, what's the fountain one? It was a nice bar. Um, um, what's the fountain one? Bellagio. Bellagio. Wasn't that the Bellagio? We all. No, well, we, were, we, were, well, we were drinking. It was at. Oh, yeah, was it Caesars? It was Caesars. It was Caesars. Oh, okay. And we DJ were, was we like, were, hey, we're going to go meet my buddy. And we walked up. That was the first time I met you. And we were all at this really swanky little bar. There was, it was kind of dark. There was always hot chicks around with like swanky type people. It was, it was, it was really interesting place. Um, and yeah, we shared some drinks together. I, you know, and I was like, yeah, you guys are pretty cool. Nah, you know what? Me and DJ, we go, we go way back. We go to Let's stop. All right. We don't have to go way back. We go to, no, 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 we're not going to go back there. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we got a, we go way back. We had history. And that's the lovely thing about too, but even that, you know, you could, I could talk to DJ and, and exchange information. And there's no, there's no barrier. There's no like, oh, you know what? What are you gonna take from me now, nah, bro? Here, hand it down. Pretty you know, much. You pick something up. And that's what it. That's that's the take I took on SEMA this year. It's like now, it's like a, it's like an open book. Before when you would go into SEMA, don't don't take me wrong. There's there's icons in the detailing industry, and there always will be because there's guys that came before us that built that set the ground level for us so we could walk through it. But now the the, the structure that's all set up. It's just amazing because everybody feels comfortable. It's not more like, oh, you know what? I'm not at his level. It's more like, you know, I eat patches. I mean, you've seen them everywhere this year. Guys are proud of where the patches. Yep. Yeah, but I'm going to pause for a second. And but you mentioned something about it's sort of like there's people before us that went ahead of us. And then you mentioned earlier about the legacy for the next guys. And I don't, you know, when we're in it, so to speak, we don't really think about legacy and think about how are we paving the future for 20, 30 years later, the way detailers are going to, you know, have a uh, a lifestyle or have a, you know, their business model, or how they're going to be. And the things that we do as an industry now affects the way they are because the things that people did ahead of us affected us. Yeah, totally. And, 100%. and so, you know, Tuesday night at our Pints and Polishing Pint Night, uh, the very first two people in the room was Rennie Doyle and his wife, who is super beautiful and super fun. And I always – she went to OU, and so we always – you know, all, she is all about – you know, since we're from Oklahoma – she is very engaged with us, and it's a lot of fun. But they're the two first people in the room. So I walk them over, give them a beer, and they go over to this table. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go hang out with Rennie for a second. And Rennie and I are chatting, and, you know, we're having a personal conversation, talking about a couple different things. And that's sort of what he talked about is legacy and and moving forward with, you know, uh, uh, the way we are in the industry. And he talked about because he's – He's what 10, 15. He's, I think he's 15 years older than I am. 
and and he was talking about being at my age. And I went, you know what? I said, Rennie, and I don't even remember what he said, but he was like, you know, that's what I, I, I keep trying to talk to DJ about. I said, because DJ's only 30, he's not even 30 yet. So he's so young in the industry and yet doing all this stuff. And it's like this generational of, you've got the older guys, uh, Mike Phillips, uh, you got, um, uh, you got Bob, I'm sorry. Yeah. Bob Phillips. Um, you got these guys that are 50, 60, and then you've got this other, and then you got the 30 year olds and you got the 20 year olds. And it's like, you know, each generation passes down to the next generation. And it was like, you know what? DJ is so young, but he's done so much. And it's, it's interesting to see the cycle of the way everybody is as far as generational. All right. True that. Hey, everybody, you know, everybody plays a key factor. And, um, I'm blushing right now. He's so, blushing. Sometimes, sometimes you ask yourself, well, how come, every, you know, how come he does what he does? It's because at the end of the day, nobody has initiative sometimes. And people don't have it in, in them. You know, not to say that not, not everybody's good, but everybody's everybody's different. And some people are, are, are made a certain type of way. DJ takes initiative in, in a certain type of way. I take initiative in different ways. Um, Rennie, you know, he, he set the ground ground floor for, for our industry. Like Mike Phillips, you know, Bob Bob Phillips, Bob, Ad Bob, Bob Abraham, um, St. Clair. You know, I'm pretty sure that what we're doing today, 20, 20, 20 years ago, they probably triple struggle. But because of technology and all the education that, that that's now, detailers don't struggle as much. And maybe sometimes detailers take things for granted now that wasn't taken for granted then because of the struggles. So everything's innovative, everything's moving. But you know, we have to send the song group for for the future generations coming behind us. And you know, we don't. Nobody needs glory. Nobody takes. Nobody needs a triumph. As long as we know we're doing it, that's all that counts. Like this, like the different people we help down the path of this detailing journey. Hell yeah. Hey, Rigo, so what's your favorite thing to do at SEMA each year? What's the favorite? Rest. <laughs> Rest? What? I can actually agree. After hey. Being, after being on your feet for all those hours you want, and walking around SEMA, you want to go to the hotel and just rest. Oh, from working in the show. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Nah, I mean, what I like to do at SEMA, honestly, um, just catching up with some of the guys because you're, you're friends. You know, sometimes you're friends with guys, but, you know, some of us live on another side of the country and... We're not able to, like you, DJ, you know, you live in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, I don't get to see you unless we're in scene on mobile tape. We'll talk here and there, but we don't get to see each other. And sometimes you just get a visual and to catch up, whether it's business, family, it's great. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, and that's like a hub. That hub at SEMA also gives us the, the catapult to be able to see what's new in the industry. Yep. So that within itself is a big help because you're able to go back to, to you know, wherever you're from and, and take it back to your customers and, and implement it. So seeing what's new and talking to all, talking to friends is always a good thing for me. Seeing. Cool, cool. Yeah. Hey, so do you have a favorite spot that you go to? Like when every I, year when, when you every year when you come back to SEMA, so you know, you come back, do you go to a favorite spot that you like to be at? No, you know what? I I wish I did, but and you know that too, Marty, it's kind of challenging because, I mean, once you stop working the booth, you're getting pulled in three different directions. Hey, you want to go here, want to go there. So even sometimes even if you want to make time, you really can't even get Okay, it. so Rigo, but there was one year we were out there, and you and your wife, or girl, wife, came pick me up. 
from the uh, Airbnb oh, yeah. I was at. Oh, yeah. It went to the spot a little ways out. What was that place? Oh, Lindo Michoacan. It's a uh, it's a little well, that's not a real restaurant, but it's a it's a it's a, it's a uh, Hispanic restaurant, Mexican restaurant on top of the hill that gives you the whole view of Vegas. That's what I liked the most. It was on top of this hill, and you can see the whole Vegas from like a little far away. And the the, yeah. the, the, the tequila shots there were like it Ooh. was smooth tequila. It What's was, the name of the place? Um, Lindo Michoacan. It's uh, right there, Marty. Yeah, right, right, right there, right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. Yeah. It's uh, it's in Henderson. It's in Henderson, and uh, but I remember it was dark, and you could just see the whole city, like all. DJ, uh, you like everything that's dark and got tequila around. Oh, shut so, up! Like, Here we go yeah, again. You want to talk about that, huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I was. <laughs> No, see, I'm a friend. He brought me out there. You are. I'm like, I think, so I think I'm more in the family category, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, you can go with the fella. Like, you can go there and, and get drunk with, with Marty and pick him up the next day in the parking lot. <laughs> you have never picked me up in the parking lot. <laughs> DJ's picked me up at a booth I before. I picked him up in a, in a booth, in a freaking, in a booth before. So, a couple years ago, we had this house party, and I... I am he now Maker's o, Mark. I am now o for two on Maker's Mark. Is it three? Because you had a shot. Uh, no, that doesn't count. Nah. That doesn't count. If it does yeah, count, yeah, then I'm two for, got, three. But, about two for three. But you know what? Even this, even Mark, just working with you was awesome. Because we've talked a couple times, but it's different when you touch somebody to seeing them on, on the move. And seeing you on the mic and seeing you talking about the, the polishes and stuff like that, you get to see people's work work um, ethics in the mood you know it's one thing talking but actually you know seeing you talk and everything and, and rubbing shoulders it was it was cool he likes you now he didn't like it before but he likes you now hey i'll get an invite to drink tequila on top of something overlooking vegas now. that was when you were saying no you didn't want to go to sema though okay but i'm saying now he just rubbed shoulders with me I'm no good. just me and him are going that's it damn it yeah hey you know what i'm, I'm gonna send you a a, a shoulder uh a, <laughs> A shoulder I'll copy of me. I'm a cement and I'm a <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> I appreciate it because DJ fucking straight cut me off. Like He's like, no, that's me and Rigo's spot. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, going, it's Vegas. Y'all do what you want. You know, don't tell me about it. It is what it hey, is, you know. Um, hey, at the, at the, at the, beer, at the pints, um, I'm gathering. <laughs> Man, I think so many detailers get to, I haven't seen, I've seen a lot of detailers get together. Uh, that was nice. That was real nice. Even though um, DJ only got to talk to me like for five minutes. Hey, DJ, what's going on? Oh, there goes DJ. Hey, man. You know, I'm just I got to the show about noon, one o'clock that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was rough. Wednesday was rough. I woke up and I was like, You going? He's like, um, um. Like, okay, see you later. That's not yeah. how it happened. That's not how it happened? Sima was nice, guys. It was, um, it was nice. I think um, the playing field for our industry is moving forward. I really see the doors opening for future generations. I mean, we might not see it in our lifetime. 
because we might not. But I really see our detailing industry getting uh, recognized down, down the line as a as a profession, as a legitimate profession. The way we're going, I mean, you got major companies supporting us, different detailers, different places. You see, you got detailers really educating themselves. And even this, what we're doing right now, this podcast, I mean, it's just an edu- educational channel we didn't have before. So, I mean, it was awesome. I really, I mean, this SEMA to me was was the SEMA. It was nice. I really enjoyed it. I really appreciate you saying that. And and it was surprising of, I think for me, I was about to ask you a question and, and I've tried to think about it. What was my favorite thing about SEMA 2018? And being at the Sonax booth was was very nice, you know, to, it was it three years ago or two years ago? Two years ago. Two years ago was the first time I was ever introduced to Sonax. And then, I mean, Jason, Rob, the whole Sonax team, Amy, like, they're all just amazing people. You know, you know what really got my attention, Marty? Um, we were having dinner with the Sonax team and Mr. Huffman, the owner of, of the original, well, the one of the original members, family members from Sonex. I'm not to that Sonics. level yet, yeah. so well, I appreciate was, you. Like, they didn't give you a t-shirt until second day. So I know. You're, you're not really? that level yet. Hands down. Here we are detailers. And this is what people, I mean, I, 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 I'm proud of it. Here we are detailers, all of us, right? You got multi-million dollar companies taking initiative and bringing us on their team, whether we're representing the product, for whatever reason. They're bringing us onto their team to represent their companies, taking us to dinners. Guys, we're moving our industry forward. And this is a combination of all of us, all the way from the East Coast to the West Coast, to South America, to Europe, from everybody's being recognized. And for an owner of a company, as we're like, for instance, the guys that we were working at the booth, we were walking, we were walking, we we're leaving to go to, to your event. So the last thing I wanted to do was not show up because I wouldn't have heard the last of it. Oh, yeah. You no, would have been dogs. I, I would have, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I'm leaving. And Mr. Huffman gets up, gets up from having from having this dinner to tell us thank you. And to me, when he did that, I mean, I told the guys, you know what, guys? This is like history in the making. It was why you say that, Regal? Bro, you got a successful, self-made, multi-million dollar man getting up for some damn detailers, bro. They recognize us as professionals. That, that that gives you a sense of appreciation. Our industry is moving forward, and that's priceless. So this SEMA, between every networking with the big companies and everything else, SEMA's over the top. I mean, Marty, you could turn you could turn left and right. Ceramic Pro, you had detailers over there doing demonstrations. You walked to Buff and Shine, you had three, four detailers, and and you had all the way from the Rennies to the Mike Phillips. Um, to the Mel Gray, you know Mel Gray. I hadn't seen him do a presentation in him in a while. He was doing a presentation on Ceramic Pro. I mean, everybody on the platform. You had a bunch of leaders and, and detailers on the floor at the same time, and everybody networking. Put a price on that. You can't. Dude, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 you really can't. That's that's awesome. Um, where I was going to go um, was when you talked about how the things that the Pints of Polishing podcast is doing for the industry, right? Extremely right. small. Uh, you've got some other major, bigger podcasts, and we Dude. always give shouts out to Jimbo. Jimbo sure. We love yeah. Jimbo. Like, Jimbo's the shit. Jimbo, like anytime we see yeah. him, it's always like, bro, you're the best. Like, because he is. He's a right. he's he, a detailer detailing. What? Did you see his microphones this year for the podcast? Oh, the huh. show? did he go out? Oh, he went all out. He had oh, the, he's got some big dogs. Dude, it was so cool. Yeah. 
Anyways, good. But I mean, he's a he legitimately is running a detailed business and then doing the podcast for years. Like he's a big mover in our industry. Mm -hmm. What's impressive about Jimbo is you start talking to him, he knows everyone. Oh yeah. And everyone knows him. Oh, like, yeah. like like but yet he's still showing up in like regular clothes. He's regular Jimbo. Super but anyway, the, the guys that would come up to us and say Thank you for what you're doing in the industry. Like, whoa. Yeah, that's where I went. Wait, hold on. What are you talking about? Well, we're just some dudes drinking beer, having literally, fun. Like, like, he's right now. We're literally <laughs> in our office with shit every We're just drinking beer. Drinking beer. and But I think the value is you and I detail you more than me. Um, and But we are trying to produce content to help grow. For sure. Anyone who is trying to clean cars and anyone that's trying to do anything, whether that's part-time, full-time, at a car wash, at a dealership, any way to help somebody do better at detailing a car, that's what we're trying to do. That's it. And to have some people say thank you. like that, that like, was, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think I stopped. Like After that event, we were just well, – I think we were walking somewhere. I was like, dude, I don't understand. Like This is crazy. Like We're just literally just – Doing like we just loved it. I don't know. It's just, and that's what it is. You hit a strong note. You're doing something you love. Yeah. You're doing something that you love. And in doing so, that's why our industry's growing. I'm doing what Cause I Because I love drinking beer. Hell yeah, brother. It finally yeah. paid off. Hey, so it finally hey. paid off. <laughs> so, Rigo, the best part, I, you know, I think I was going to, you know, if we ask a question, your favorite thing about SEMA 18, I might read. Revisit all of all everything that happened and go back to we're the final night we're walking through and and you know we're hitting this this casino hitting this casino and walking around and I don't even remember what casino it is but there's a casino that has like an American theme and it has <laughs> <laughs> it has the presidential like uh, stand uh, stand with the American flags and it's got the American emblem the podium, on it the podium the podium. Right. And we all take turns of doing like the presidential photo and this and that. And so this guy, Marcus, that came with us, he, uh, Marcus, <laughs> Marcus James Detail, he uh, started at a dealership and now he's trying to do his, uh, his full blown detail business. And then he works with us part time. So he came out with this. And he's on the stand trying to like do his thing. <laughs> and DJ from the background goes, Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> and we all just start rolling. <laughs> so it's part of a, a racial thing, too, you know, given the racial ethnicity of Marcus and DJ. And then we got Manny and Trey. They're all black, brown, whatever you want to say, African-American, however you want to say it. Brothers. And there's there's a white dude, me, holding this camera. Filming. <laughs> filming. And DJ comes up and goes, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, you know for us nobody else can get it but <laughs> uh we did we got some videos and some footage of it yeah yeah we're gonna have to post that up <laughs> that's awesome man <laughs> i forgot about that oh rigo so uh so a lot of guys that are listening right now probably have not been to SEMA yet um you know, a lot of excuses, whatever. I've, I've been there, but for, I've been there. Yeah. The excuses. What, two I mean, different like, years. Listen, I gave you got to go to SEMA. But so for the guys listening now that are, you know, they're halfway bought in at this point, they, they might want to go, 
why should detailers go to SEMA? Why should detailers yep. go to SEMA? If you're thinking or if you're a professional detailer and you have not gone to SEMA, it's like it's like it's like saying you're gonna go to school and you're not gonna and you, you're, you're planning to graduate without going to school. Dang. You gotta go to you gotta go to SEMA because that's that's home base for the detailers. It's it's a it's a fountain of education there. So you need you need to go just to experience it. Okay. Okay. Maybe interesting. Like, interesting. You went full on like SEMA is, is like the mecca. If you don't, go it's to the SEMA. mecca. If you don't go to SEMA. It's like you didn't go to Mecca. You're you're classes? out. Like, like you're out. Yeah, you, need, you need to go to SEMA because SEMA, you have every every detailing um, supplier there. Any anybody in the detailing game that's that's trying to learn or trying to stay, you'll bump into the very seal, the three D guy, chemical guys. You'll bump and shine, PNS, Sonax, three um, M. Everybody's there. So where else can you invest your money? And get everybody together at one solid time. Osima. Oh, Mobile tech. You want to get it? Mobile you tech. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> we shot you down. <laughs> you can do it at Mobile Tech, Vigo. <laughs> <laughs> our Mobile Tech. You know where our Mobile Tech ended up at. Okay, all right. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please do tell. No. I mean, it wasn't Vegas, so you can share the story. No. <laughs> Let's say me and Rigo hung out for the first time at Mobile Tech one year. Oh, yeah? And Rigo was uh, he was not the calm, chill. Rigo was turned all the way up back then. So so my Mobile Tech story is with Jason from Sonax. Oh, and yeah. we go to uh, Rocco's, Tacos. Rocco's, Tacos. Rocco's Tacos. And that was one of the coolest things about Mobile Tech for me was – he had. He said, "Come out to Rocco's Tacos." You were there, Hell yeah. And like, there was this massive table. Rico, were you there? Rico? Nah, I don't think I was there. There was a couple time. mobile techs ago, and there was like this big giant, and it was just huge. Oh, dude. and I kept asking you. I was like, "Well, who's that guy?" Like, it's crazy. Everybody knows everybody except me, and I'm like, "Well, who's that guy?" Well, who's that guy? <laughs> like, uh, that's Ammo NYC. Yeah, that's that guy. That's this guy. Right. That's you know, and. And that, like, Jason was full on, like, he knew everybody. He was, like, the life of the party. Like, mobile tech's fun, too. Yeah, you know what, right now, right now you mentioned Jason from Sonax. Hands down. Even Jason, here they are. You know the distributors from the U.S. Sonax. And look how, look how meek they are with us. Yeah. Look how they, look how they treat us as, as being the detailers. And that's what I'm saying. That's how much the industry has changed. The regular... Joe blows like us could actually, you know, um, network and mingle with with the Jasons, with the Rennies, with the Bob Villas, with tunes from 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 three uh, D. The industry has really evolved, and and I'm looking forward to seeing how much it's going to evolve. Because even like your podcast, first year you guys did the party at um in Vegas, you had a full house and some. I mean, just imagine two three years from now, it's it's gonna get it's gonna it's gonna be overwhelming. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we were we were completely surprised I at mean, how many people. Not gonna showed. lie, we, we didn't know we, thirty people would yeah, show. We up. were, yeah. There was a time I'm like, you know what, man? Like, is this like, ah? And it, we right. just, I mean, once that, it was fifteen minutes till guys were showing up. Like fifteen minutes early, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We right. had a line. It was crazy. It was, I mean, awesome, awesome. That's experience. what I'm saying. This Sima, this Sima you said was awesome. Yeah. And, and, there's a growth in the industry, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it in the coming up years because 
2009, Simo <laughs> wasn't this. There was no podcast. There was no different booths. There wasn't no, you're going to sit down and talk to somebody in, in a booth and get information. Now it's more like, take your pick. So even for the newcomers that are coming on board, it's even easier for them to get this knowledge and run with it versus maybe when we were starting. But it's all right. That's what it's about. You know, that's why, you know, you have taxis and then Uber came along. You'd be like, well, how, you know, Uber came and wiped the taxis out. No, they didn't. They just made things better. So everything evolves. And that's where we're going. We're evolving the industry. True. Good word, man. Good word. Bro, he's full of them. He is, man. It's awesome. Hey, so... Um, as you've been on the podcast before, we always close that out with a tipsy topic or, you know, we're tabbing out and you know, we've been at the bar like, okay, it's time to tab out, you know. Um, so the question for the night is if you could get a drink and like, like you could just stay at this place and have unlimited beers all night long, it could be a location, it could be an area, it could be anything, anywhere in Vegas, where would you go? My hotel room. Stop lying. Oh. <laughs> um, here or in Vegas? No, Vegas. Um, is it the Shadow Bar, I think it's called? Oh. In the Palace? Is it dark and black? Where the girls are dancing, there's only a shadow on the back. <laughs> oh, wow, really? Hold on. Yeah, the girls are dancing. You can't see them, but you can actually see their the shadows. shadows they're, wow. Um, they're um it's 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 um it's nice. I mean, you know, they're just they're just there dancing in the back. You see their shadow while you're drinking, so it's nice. It's, it's, a, it's a it's a nice casual spot. So I like it. Casual. That's like it's like you know it's like the place where married men go that they can't go to the strip club. <laughs> so, Baby, it was just shadows. I promise. It's <laughs> shadows, you know. So they didn't have their clothes on, but it was shadows. I told you that. <laughs> oh, the it's justification! Safe, it's, a, it's, a, it's a safe haven for us. Okay, all right. It's uh, a safe haven. It's a safe haven for us. <laughs> I like it. Hey, Rigo, so tell everybody your social media handle. Um, give me all your business. Dot com. Nah. Man, <laughs> extreme excellence. Um, dot com and experience detailing. Dot com. And you can find me on um, on Instagram as extreme excellence as well. Well, no, no, though? yeah, 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 yeah. It's because it's kind of a little bit tough to look up. X T R E M E. Oh, yeah, okay. If I, if I, okay, so when you look me up, when you spell extreme, just take the e out of out of it, and when you when you spell excellence, take the e out of it. It's extreme excellence. Extreme excellence with no e's. With no e's. There you go. And, and, and that and that came about honestly when I was young and I got into the industry. That's another thing that you learn about business. You know, when I was young, I was trying to be cool, right? So here I am thinking, oh, I'm going to get a cool name, extreme, that sounds awesome. But man, little did I know that, you know, 10 years down the line, when people want to give me checks and want to write professional letters to me, <laughs> I'm, telling them, I'm telling them how to write the name incorrectly. I'm like, oh, man, well, you know, but the decisions you make when you're young and you're not, you don't know about business. So that's how extreme came along. So, yep. Yeah, man. The, the, the extreme without the E. Stream without the E. That'll work. Bro, you're the last guy on the podcast. You nailed it. Thank you. Save, you know, a great one for the last. It was unbelievable. Thank you so much for your time. You dropped a lot of great info. A lot of knowledge bombs. A lot of knowledge. Like, Rigo, it's always a pleasure. I agree. Hanging out with you at the Sonax booth was, I mean, 
like you said, seeing somebody more in their element, so to speak, talking about detailing, working on that paint and doing that. Like it was an honor to be with you and, and everybody else. And you know what, guys? Uh, thank you. Thank you. To all, thank, thanks to the, the whole pin. Because, you know, cast, because, you know, um, you guys make it happen. You guys make it um, easy for us to put our voice out there and let everybody hear us. So thank you again. And, you know, look forward to the, to the future podcast in the, in the long run. Oh yeah, bro. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Have a good night, Rigo. Give me a curse. <laughs> good night, brother. See you, man. All right, Rigo.